The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time for the A's Total Access pregame show. Follow the A's 24-7 on A's Cast, your home for non-stop A's baseball, powered by the TuneIn app. A's Total Access with Chris Townsend starts now. Big League Weekend in Las Vegas, Sin City, and we have Game 2 between the Athletics and the Cleveland Indians. Been a lot of fun here in Las Vegas. Jesus Lazardo is going to be on the mound. It's a little bit windy, but we're going to have a lot of fun here in Las Vegas. Vince Catronio joins me here. As Vinny, we get ready for Game 2 here down in Las Vegas. A little punchy at the end of the trip. I know it's just a couple of days, but... Uh... It's a fun city to be out and about, and uh, it's been well worth it. It's, uh, it's a good way, good way to kind of break up spring training. Yeah, and, and you can't say enough to the fans of how amazing this ballpark is. And even, you know, coming down here, I knew $150 million. Summerlin's a great area, a lot of great golf courses around here. But you really can't tell the fans how much from the suites to the to the clubhouse to out and right center of the pavilion where they have the pool. I mean, this place is really a cool ballpark. It means so much for the A's, for the uh, aviators to be their top and full yet. I mean, there's no question if these guys were on the open market, it would be a pretty aggressive bidding war for other organizations. The A's have had a long-time relationship with Don Logan, who's been here forever. And, you know, if you're in the A's system and you get to this point, you are you are blessed to have the all the amenities they've got downstairs inside the clubhouse and play in this ballpark and play in this city. Uh, it means an awful lot to the A's, and it's it's the right thing that the A's got a chance to come here for the first or the two big league weekends and uh, enjoy the hospitality, put some of their best players on the field. I mean, they, they brought a representative lineup here, and and they'll certainly continue that today with their prized left-hander in uh, Jesus Luzardo. I mean, you worked in AAA. It was never this good. Were you no, gonna... Ken and I both talked about that. I got to AAA <laughs> in, in 88 in Des Moines, but then got to the PCL in 89 where, you know, the Las Vegas Stars were over Cashman Field, and I was down in Tucson, and it was nothing, nothing at all like this. No, you can say Red Rock Casino, walk over to the ballpark. I mean, this is first class all the way. You know, uh, speaking of a former star and, and, and a guy that I joked with him earlier today, and we're going to have him on, Sandy Alomar Jr. was a great player and all-star. You know, literally the greatest Padre to have never played for San Diego. What a great guy, and he's managing today for Cleveland. He's uh, he's top shelf, and he should be a manager. He, he's deserved uh, that opportunity. He has interviewed in the past, uh, well-respected, of course, the great lineage in his family and his brother is a Hall of Famer. He's a very, you know, very smart guy, knows the game inside and out, well-respected. And I remember seeing him play in double-A and triple-A for the Padres against the teams that I work for, him and his brother. And they were, they were you knew you knew they were going to be budding stars. And, uh, you know, in Sandy's case, certainly a guy that uh, has been a star and uh, just a, a great representative of the game. And Jesus Cesardo going today. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see how they manage the innings for A.J. Puck and Jesus Lazardo. And there's so much depth in the starting rotation. Really have six guys because we're going to count Chris Bassett, who had a terrific year for the athletics last year. And you start thinking about, you know, you want them at the end. You want them all season, but if they're not going to throw, they're not going to come close to 200 innings, it'll be interesting to see how they manage it to make sure that they're there to, to, to make the call at the end of the season and hopefully in the postseason. Well, especially, uh, you know, a chance to get to be 150 to 170 maybe. 
but you're, you know, David Force was on with us yesterday, talked about the importance of Chris Bassett. Chris has embraced what his role is, which is really somewhat undefined, but a chance to maybe start or get some long innings and give those guys some breaks along the way. It's not really a six-man rotation, but it's it's a hybrid as we see the season get underway. We'll see how it plays out, but I mean, the guy that's pitching today is just an enormous talent. He is a bona fide Rookie of the Year candidate. And uh, one thing that Bob Melvin said about him in his first starting this year, the two innings, he said, umpires got to stay on his pitches. He has such great late movement. Sometimes they give up on the pitch, and that's something uh, they will learn, and certainly the American League will learn, and A's uh, will have a chance if this guy stays healthy to really potentially have a, uh, you know, a special uh, contribution to the A's. And set up for us, Jordan Weems you're going to talk to next. Pretty good personality. He's a great kid. I mean, he's 6'5". He's, he's got the long hair. He's from Columbus, Georgia. Was a catcher in the Red Sox system. They converted him to the mound. And a lot to learn. He, he's in camp having fun. The guys were joking with him today. He's a non-roster invitee. You know, he's going to be somewhere in the system, double-A or triple-A. The guys were calling him the closer because he did that yesterday. And I know it's a spring training game, but you're pitching in front of the major league coaching staff. And a chance to do something like that is fun. And he had a good time with that. And, I, and he's, a, he's a fun guy to be around. It's one of those great... Spring training stories away from the Chapmans and the Simeons and the Olsons and the Lazardos and the Laurianos. You get to see some of these guys that are in camp and really enjoying it and trying to make their mark at some point down the road. And he's going to join you next right here on A's Total Access. Big League Weekend concludes today. The A's and the Indians as A's Total Access continues from Las Vegas. Jordan Weems joining us today came in and closed the game yesterday in the victory Against Cleveland, I know it's not even March yet, and it's a spring training game, but yeah. still it had to be fun to go out there in that kind of situation, close out the game, protect the lead, and pitch well. How did it feel for you? For sure, it's always it's always fun getting to go out there and get a close, whether it's in you know it's still March or it's spring training or whatever it is. It's a it's a good opportunity to go out there and showcase your ability, and it felt good. You know, it was uh, the first one of the season for me. You know, I was just kind of used to. Uh, doing it in with the Red Sox in Double A a good bit last year, so it felt good to kind of get back out there and and feel that uh, feel that adrenaline pumping again. But it, with a major league coaching staff watching, maybe a little bit more. Oh, no doubt. You know, you always want to impress these guys, especially you know with it being your first year with uh, with the Oakland with the A's. So you know, you want to come out here and you want to impress, but also just stay within yourself at the same time and not try to do too much. You you have a unique story. Also, Anthony Ghost yesterday, former major league infielder or outfielder. He pitches for Cleveland. You were a catcher in the minor leagues for the Red Sox, converted back in 16 to the mound. Take me through the story, the initial conversation about I want to stay in pro ball. I've got some skills. I think that might still translate to the big leagues. Let's give this a try. Well, I mean, i got to get all of the credit to the Red Sox, honestly, because um, I kind of just went with them. It was kind of a shock to me when they when they asked me if they wanted to, to pitch because um, I could have said no and, and tried my you know tried to my hand in, in, in catching still and just try to go with another organization maybe if they would release me. But you know I trusted the Red Sox. I said you know what I'll give it a try. I got a good arm and you know I've hung around a lot of pitchers and pitching coaches and just I was always one of those catchers that kind of took uh, his craft of of of. Um, what, how do you say, like managing the pitching staff. So I always wanted to do that as my as my best job, and so I was always around the pitching, and and uh, I felt like uh, when they when they told me that, I was like, you know what, I'll give my I'll give it a try. I know that makes sense, but still, when you've got the ball in your hand, and you're staring from a different vantage point than the one that you've been a part of your entire life, what was that initial experience like? What were you learning about pitching that you thought you knew but you really didn't know at that time? Yeah, so uh, definitely, it's definitely a completely different when you're standing on that mound and you've got to execute a pitch. Um, 
I think it goes back to as a catcher, you know what's the right pitch to call in a certain situation. But sometimes when you're on the mound, you don't realize that, like, okay, the slider is a, is, is a pitch to call right here. But maybe that guy on the mound doesn't feel confident in that pitch. And so sometimes when I'm on the mound, slider is the right call, but I haven't been throwing a slider very well that day, right? So if I leave it up, he's going to hit it. He's going to hit it hard. So I think that's just the kind of the – from the catching to, to the pitching stand, standpoint is – Sometimes your your confidence level in a certain pitch, um, you you see it as a catcher as like this is the right pitch, but as a pitcher you're like I can I, confidence wise it's a fastball here. What do you throw? Uh, fastball, slider, split finger. And tell me the evolution again of the of the change of the splitter view and how that has grown to be a part of the arsenal. Yeah, so last year you know I was just kind of um, inconsistent with the, my changeup. It would be really good and then it'd be really bad. So um, they kind of just went with. Uh, hey, let's just try gripping this splitter and and, ju- and trusting the grip and, and ripping it like your fastball. Um, and I've, I've really started to like it. You know, it's definitely still going to need some work uh, being consistent, but um, I feel like it's had a lot more success than my changeup has in, in the past. And finally, Jordan, what are, what are you making of this opportunity? Non-roster invitee in big league camp, around big league pitchers, around a big league coaching staff, listening, learning, asking, and trying to, you know, take stuff in and and take that to you wherever you may start the year in the A system. Uh, most definitely, you know, when it's your first uh, big league, you know, camp, you and you're with all these guys who know so much about baseball. And again, like I'm still trying to trying to learn on the pitching mound, and and I just you know take it all in, enjoy it, ask guys questions, you know, ask emo, the you know, ask everybody what what. What what's going on and, and and how this is works and how that works and and just and just taking it all in honestly you know and and like again you, like I said just trying to impress these guys and but staying within yourself and having a good season. Looking forward to the story continuing, Jordan. Thank you for the visit. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Jordan Weems, right-hander, joining us on Ace Toll Access. Now back to Chris Townsend. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Sandy Alomar Jr. and Ken Korak sits down with Scott Emerson. All coming your way right here on A's Total Access, and you can only hear it right here on A's Cast. A's Cast is your home for nonstop A's baseball, powered by the TuneIn app. Hit down the right field line, fair in the corner, and the A's have won it. Long on and missed, and down he goes. Fastball 98. Oh, on a run by Canna. Unbelievable. Came out of nowhere on the morning track. Here again is Chris Townsend. This is A's Total Access. Big league weekend in Sin City. We're in Las Vegas. Game two between the Athletics and the Tribe coming up here on A's Cast. And I got a chance to sit down with a guy who was a great player, a six-time All-Star. He was the American League Rookie of the Year, a Gold Glove winner. He's in the Cleveland Hall of Fame, and he was a terrific catcher. Sandy Alomar Jr. will be stepping in today for Tito Francona, who didn't make the trip. He will be the manager today for the Indians. We're going to hear from him next right here on A's Total Access. Well, I think about for you, Las Vegas, this is a special place for you. You played here for a while when you were with the Padres. Absolutely. Uh, I, I spent two full, uh, full years here in Las Vegas. I had a great time here, uh, a couple of great seasons, championship. And and uh, I mean, I could have been treated any better uh, uh, by the front office here, Don Logan and, and uh, San Diego Padres and the Las Vegas Stars. So it was a great time here. And I think for you, as you're going to be managing today, obviously this is a big part of your future. You're going to be manager someday in the big leagues. What was it like being on the on the staff with uh, Tito Francona? It's a lot of fun, man. He, he, you know, you get your own responsibilities. He, he let, he, you know, he let uh, 
everybody do their part and then incorporate it into the game. Uh, the freedom that he gives you to do your thing. So you, you, you tend to get a lot of responsibilities, so you make sure you do things right. And I think about your ball club now. This is still a team that has a chance to win the Central. You guys are still in this thing. You know, you got the Minnesota Twins. People talk about the White Sox. But you guys are still a really, really good ball club. Absolutely. We, we won 93 games last year, and, that, and that's including uh, considering that we, have, uh, we missed Lindor for a month and Jose Ramirez for a month and a half. We missed Clevenger for a month. So we had a share of injuries. We still managed uh, to put together a fantastic season. Just Minnesota uh, really did play fantastic baseball last year. So we're still on a hunt for it to be a team in the race. And I think about the American League because this, this affects us, the A's also, is there's only a few teams really in this. There's a lot of underbelly. Talk about how when you think about the Yankees, you think about the Rays, you guys, the Twins, the A's, the Astros. There's only so many teams that are really, really in this thing to try and win divisions and get to the, the World Series. I mean, you can take nobody for granted, for granted because anybody can show up like Minnesota did last year. But, you know, the, the A's always uh, putting good teams out there. They're very competitive and uh uh, if you're looking for a wild, uh, wild card spot, it's very difficult uh, not to. you got to win more than 90 games you know, in order to make it. Yeah, think about that. We've won 97 games two straight years, and it only got us to a wild card game. That's, that's unbelievable. I mean, a team that wins that many games should be uh, guaranteed a, a, a postseason, you know, like a series, not, not just a wild card. And when I think about you in Cleveland, what is that relationship like as you being a Cleveland Indian? And I know that the relationship between you and the town is very special. Very special. Uh, they, they gave me that, that, that great opportunity to play Major League Baseball uh, mm-hmm. when I got, well, I got traded to, uh, from, from San Diego. Carlos Varga, myself, and Chris James. It was a good, uh, an eye-opening experience, and uh, the opportunity was there. And, uh, I mean, they, they embraced us when we got in, and we went through the whole process of rebuilding in Cleveland, and then we ended up joining the, the results of, uh, of a rebuilding. And your guys' teams, you guys were loaded. You had Hall of Famers. You guys set the, the, the streak for sellouts all time. Back then was Jacobs Field. What was it like during that time playing for the Indians? It was very electric. You know, you, you go to the ballpark, you have 43,000 people every single day. Uh, it felt like an, uh, a playoff atmosphere every home game. So uh, it was uh, very electrifying. Uh, our team, we had a fantastic offense and, and, and remarkable bullpen. So, like... Uh, the fans got to experience something very exciting for many years. We appreciate the time. Good luck today, and we'll see you back down in Arizona. Definitely. Thank you very much. Pretty cool catching up with Sandy Alomar Jr. was just the premier catcher of his time. What a great talent and what a great man. As Ken Korak knows him real well, and, and Ken broadcasts his games, he's a really, really special guy. Coming up next, how about Ken Cork and Scott Emerson? Doesn't get any better right here on A's Total Access. From Vegas, it's Big League Weekend. The A's and the Indians, and uh, Scott Emerson, the A's pitching coach, is with us. And, Emo, in the spring, how do you work out the innings? In other words, when you come to camp, do you have a pretty good idea for the starting pitchers of the progression they're going to have from the start of spring training until opening day? Yeah, right around January 1st is when I start putting the map together of when they're going to pitch. Generally, some guys will go uh, one in, in 25, 30, depending on um, you know their, their health issues and their, and their off-season workouts and the innings that they pitched last year. And then generally the plan is two and 45, but bef- or t- excuse me, two and 40. But before that, the pitchers throw a two-up batting practice where they throw 15 pitches. They sit down while somebody else throws. They go back out. 
for 15 more pitches. And we build them roughly 15 to 20 pitches per outing. And, and that takes them right to about 100 pitches for opening day. So that would be the progression. You know what to me is interesting is uh, being in camp before the games even started. It looked like most of your guys were throwing hard already. Has that changed in the game that guys are working out a whole lot more during the offseason? Yeah, you know, especially, you know, we did add an extra week to the throwing program this year. We added an extra bullpen to the throwing program as well. You know, these guys are going to, uh, you know, with technology, they want to see what their ball does. And it's really not really good for them to just go to a facility and throw a baseball and not be close to game speed. So when they go and, and they're trying to pitch design a new pitch or work on something specific, you know, if they're throwing at 45, 50, 60% effort level, it really can't translate into how can I get better. So, you know, we still warn these guys that, hey, you, you're going to have eight sides in the off season. You're going to throw two sides when you get here. You're going to throw a batting practice. And even some guys after that batting practice will throw another bullpen. So, you know, you don't want them peaking too soon. Generally, the velocities for these pitchers will happen uh, the end of May or middle of May, right in that area. All right, let's talk about the two most talked about pitchers in camp. Let's start with A.J. Puck. How does he look to you? Uh, he looks outstanding. You know, I, I think, you know, he's free and easy. He's, uh, you know, well removed from his issues and his arm injuries. I think he's feeling a lot of confidence in throwing the baseball. And when you have confidence, I mean, a lot of good things happen. Jesus Luzardo as well. And both these guys had, have had Tommy John surgery. How much of the mental part of that is important to get through it and then gain the confidence you talked about well I agree I think you know mentally like I said about puck you know when you start getting a few years removed from that surgery you start feeling really confident in your arm you can start letting it go you can start putting your body into those positions that offer success you know and, and that's why the weight room and Josh Cuffey are are very important to our pitchers and our program and Nick Paparesta with our arm care you know these guys are in a position where they're feeling loose and easy and really good about themselves do Luzardo and Puck go into the regular season with any restrictions no you know we, we haven't talked about that we're, we're just going to go play baseball and you know obviously you're going to keep your eyes on every single pitcher and their pitch count moving forward so you know these two guys are, are going to be treated just like everybody else for the time being just just like everybody else but then I would think that um, the rest of the depth is really important for you guys in case something happens somebody goes down if you have a six starter somebody might be even in the seven spot down here in Vegas that could be big yeah you know you're always looking to extend guys some innings you know we got Chris Bassett who did a great job in both roles for us last season so there's an, always an option there and, and you're looking for guys to, to battle in spring training we got Paul Blackburn unfortunately Daniel Mangden got hurt but uh, I don't think he's too far removed and get, uh, Daniel Gossett is making a return to the mound and, and he's feeling really good about himself and his arms so you know we got some battles for some depth reasons and it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. Frankie Montas is throwing the ball great. I think Frankie, you know, I think the world of Frankie Montas, you know, I, he, in my opinion, he was an all-star the first half of the season, you know, the un unfortunate circumstances that surround him. You know, I know he's got a lot to prove to not only himself, to but to the players and to the fans. And uh, I think Frankie's up for the challenge. All right, Emo, go get him. Thanks for the visit. Thank you. All right, Scott Emerson joining us in our pregame coverage. We'll continue from Vegas right after this. That is correct. Ken Korak, Vince Catronio coming up next. It's game two of Big League Weekend here in Las Vegas right here on A's Total Access, and you can only hear it right here on A's Cast. Baseball coming your way next.
This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.